0: gonna go right into the message if that's all right the atmosphere is set and uh, Bob if you're in the team don't don't go too far and I know some of y'all are disappointed because we bypassed the offering but don't worry you're gonna have an opportunity Um. Had an entirely different message planned for today. In fact, we posted about it a, a message called Get Tested, and we'll revisit that here in a couple weeks. Um, uh, but I was thinking about the fast that we're, as a corporate body, we're getting ready to start tomorrow. And God began to deal with me about it, uh, and uh, I've, I, he reminded me of a scripture where he talks to his people about, hey, you want a fast that pleases me, here's the kind of fast that pleases me. And I don't know about you, if I'm going to fast, I want to please God. Uh, I've made statements before, I am the world's worst faster. I do not enjoy fasting. If you tell me, oh, pastor, I love fasting, that's because you're not doing it right. You, you're, you're not doing it right. I, I do not, I, I do not uh, enjoy fasting at all. I don't think it was meant to be enjoyable. Um, but, and so I was like, okay, God, I'm going to read the Scripture. I'm going to go ahead with a message that I've got. I've got I'm excited about the message. And uh, I'm going to get up there and give like a five, maybe ten minutes at the most, read the Scripture and say, hey, this is the kind of fast we're actually going to do. And I got in here this morning And God began to change the direction. He said, I I want you to dig deeper into this. And and so if I stick to the page a little more, it's because this is uh, as fresh to me as it is to you uh, today. Uh, But God reminds me of this passage found in Isaiah 58. I don't know about you. Anybody else, do you want to live a life that is pleasing to God? Come on, anybody? Do you want to live a life to where the community you live in, the neighborhood you live in, is better because you were there as a follower of Jesus? Come on, me. I, we got a few. The rest of you are like, now my neighborhood can go to hell. Uh, <laughs> you know. But anybody, you want to live kind of life where you're... I, I, I've said this before. One of the, A statement was given at a conference I attended years ago that has stuck with me ever since. It said, if your church was to disappear from your community overnight, would the community even notice you were gone? And I thought, man, I, I want to be... If something was to happen, they would know this place is gone because of what we were to this community. Listen, I don't know about you, I I, I don't want, I don't need another social event in my life. I don't need church to be a Sunday social gathering. I, I have enough of those things. I've got enough on my plate. What I need is for to gather here with my brothers and sisters on Sunday and hear from God, even if I don't like it. No, nobody. No, I, pastor. I like it when I feel good. I think I don't think there should be a Sunday you, you should leave church where you're not challenged in some area of your life, where you should be challenged. See, God didn't come to bring us a a a life of comfort, but to challenge us to get outside the box of of the way we see things. So today, man, I hope you will stay with me. Um, I'm already. Uh, Prepare that if I offend someone, I have spent 52 years getting used to offending people, so I'm pretty good at it. Um, So I'm okay with it. Um, But I do believe today's a word from God. Isaiah 58, starting with verse 1. Prophet says, Shout it aloud. Do not hold back. Raise your voice like a trumpet. Declare to my people their rebellion and to the descendants of Jacob their sins. Now, now, check this verse. I want you to really let verse 2 seek in. For day after day they seek me out. They seem eager, they seem eager to know my ways, as if they were a nation that's doing what is right and has not forsaken the commands of its God. Hmm. Don't we seem like a nation that's eager? to know God, know his ways, especially when a crisis hit us. And it's like we don't recognize the fact that we've fallen so far from God and what his will is for us. He says, they asked me for just decisions and seem eager for God to come near them. They'll say this, why have we fasted and you've not seen it? Why have we humbled ourselves and you have not noticed. Which if you're saying that you've humbled yourself. You're probably not humble. If you're having to make that declaration. Um, why have we humbled ourselves and you have not noticed. Yet on the day of your fasting. Here it is. You do as you please. And exploit all your workers. God's talking about his children. They seem eager to draw near. They seem eager to to please me, they seem eager to know me. And let, let me modernize it. They come to church on Sunday, sing the modern worship songs, sing throw a hymn in in here or there. Uh, they'll interact with the message, uh, uh, preach it, or uh, oh me, uh, that they'll go through the practice of fasting, the practice of self denial, and then they'll wonder, where's God? Why does he ignore me? Doesn't he see what I'm going through? Or doesn't he see what I'm doing for him? The problem, God says, is this. Nothing about your life has changed. It's all for show. And and then we wonder why it's got paying attention. Look what he says, verse 4. Your fasting ends in quarreling and strife. Some would say, well, that's because we're hangry. I've been around you. Most of you haven't gone without food long enough to be actually hangry. He says your fasting ends in quarreling and strife and striking each other with weak fists. You cannot fast as you do today and expect to hear from God. Hmm. You can't go through all the motions and nothing change about your life and expect to hear from me. Then he says this, is this the kind of fast I've chosen? Only for a day? For people to humble themselves? Is it only for bowing one's head like a reed? And for lying in sackcloth and ashes? Is that what you call a fast? Is that what you call it as a day is acceptable to the Lord? See, what he's referring to, when they fasted, they wanted everybody to know they were fasting. They'd put the ashes on, they'd dress in their works, they'd walk around with a long face, you know, like we, except today we don't fasting. Oh, fasting! Wish I could have a steak. Oh, fasting! Missing Taco Bell. Uh, so, c- come on. Okay, listen, y'all know it's true, but they would—they'd go around and God says this: Hey, you're fasting. Your religious rituals. What you're doing isn't honoring me at all. Why? Because you keep living however you want to live. You're, fat, you're not fasting to draw closer to me. You're not fasting asking God to change some things inside of you. Your fasting is ending with arguing and fighting. Uh, you, you come here and you worship and then you go home or go to lunch and you talk about somebody. You come here to church, and then you go home, you sing all the worship songs, but then you go home and get online and tear somebody apart on social media. Come on now. He says, here's the problem. You've compartmentalized being and doing." Being and doing. In other words, uh, you're not allowing the things that you're doing, those worship songs, the message, the reading of your, you're not allowing it to impact your everyday life. Right now, it's a Sunday. I come in on Sunday, I sing, I worship, but Monday through Saturday, that's my dime. I'll do whatever I want to do. And he says, you, You're not, it, it can't be that way. He said, they're doing, you're you're doing, yes, those things need to be done. But also with that doing, you're not living a life of full surrender to me. You're not living a life of obedience to me. The the being and doing, listen, trying to think of a good way to explain this. I, I have fixed a toilet on occasion. And when I say fix the toilet, I mean replace the little chain, lift it up that's you know, I'm not talking about major work. I'm going to be replacing a little change. I'm talking about taking a plunger and getting it unstopped, you know. At that. But by no means, I fixed it. But no, by, by no means would I ever identify as a plumber. And what God is saying, what you're saying is not lining up with what you're doing. You, you, you may be, your, your identity is off. Come on, anybody else think the world is tired of the Christians and churches doing a lot of talking but no walking? Come on, I, I, I'm fully convinced uh, of that. We'll, we'll say stuff, we'll say stuff, and we'll talk about it, what needs to be changed, but we don't want to do anything about it. We, we, we're great at that. And God said, you're simply doing those religious practices and rituals. You're doing it. What I need you to do, I need you to be. I need you to be my hands. I need you to be my feet. I need you to be my heart, my compassion, my empathy. I need you to be my voice in this broken world. I need you to line up your doing and your being and let them work together. Come on now. But what had happened, their their actions were contradicting God's heart. Oh, man, I've seen a lot of that lately. Where our actions, we call ourselves followers of Jesus, but our actions say something else. Our actions speak hate. Our actions speak volatile language, not one of unity. Not one of bringing the, the bringing us together i I've seen it happen so so much uh where if you disagree with my point of view for some reason that automatically makes me your enemy i don't I, I don't get that Denise and I have been married twenty nine years I do not agree with everything she says or does, and she definitely Does not agree with everything I say or do. I I I I've got this shirt says I love Jesus and I cuss a little, and Denise got so mad when I bought it. She almost cussed. (laughs) But yeah, but here, but what you know what we do? We don't focus on our differences. We focus on what we have in common. And, and right now it seems like in this culture, we're all their focus on what how are we different? How, how are we, we diverse? How are we instead of, hey, we've got this in common though. This is what we have in common. And, and I think God just looks down and he's sad and says, Man, you're supposed to be my my feet, and my hands, and my voice. I would never say that to someone. I would never type that out to someone. And then God clarifies what he's talking about. Verse 6, is not this the kind of fasting I've chosen? He said, listen, I've seen what you've done, but let me show you the type of fast I want to see to loose the chains of injustice and untie the cords of the yoke, to set the oppressed free and to break every yoke? Is it not to share your food with the hungry, to provide the poor wanderer with shelter, and when you see the naked, to clothe them, and and not to turn away from your own flesh and blood? Jesus, hey, listen, don't just talk about what you believe. Go be. Go do it. Do it. Combine the being and the doing. And James doubles down on this. And I'm talking about James, the half-brother of Jesus. Look what he says in James 2, 14 through 18. He says, what good is it, my brothers and sisters, if someone claims to have faith, but they have no deeds? Can such a faith save them? Suppose a brother or a sister is without clothes and daily food. And one of you says to them, oh, I see you're without food. I see you're without clothes. Go in peace. God bless you. Keep warm, well fed. And you say those things, but do nothing about their physical needs. What good is it? Then he says this in the same way, faith by itself, if it is not accompanied by action, is dead. Then James says, Someone will say, You have faith, I have deeds. Show me your faith. Without deeds. And I'll say this I'll show you my faith by my deeds. In other words, I won't just talk the talk, I will walk the walk. If I see someone hungry, I'm not just going to say, Bless you, God bless you. Somebody should do something about that. I'm going to go buy them a meal. I'm going to do something about it. He says, Don't compartmentalize the being and doing of your faith. Let's look back at verse six and seven of Isaiah. Because God says, hey, guys, you want to know what pleases my heart? Here it is. To loose the chains of injustice. To untie the cords of the yoke. And to set the oppressed free. To break every yoke. To share your food with the hungry. To provide the poor wonder with shelter. And when you see the naked clothing, we go, yes, be gay. Loose the chains of injustice. Yes, set the oppressed free. Yes, let's feed the hungry. Clothe those. Yes, yes. But then God adds this caveat. And don't turn away from your own flesh and blood. I have seen over the past few weeks the enemy use what's going on in their world as a tool to divide the followers of Jesus and make them choose sides. Um, contrary to popular belief, when Jesus comes back, he won't be riding an elephant or a donkey. Are you hearing me? He's coming, he's looking for one thing. His sons and his daughters. And I've watched as followers of Jesus, even in our body of Taken sides and I had word, war war. I've watched words be exchanged over social media. And here's what I know. What we've got, we're we're terrible. We may tell people we're listening, we're not listening. Here's what most, and I'm guilty of it. I'll just tell you, what we're guilty of doing is when we're talking to someone about that and they're explaining to us, instead of listening, most of the time, 95% of the time, what we're doing is in our mind. Trying to get our thoughts about what we want to say next to them. Building our argument in our mind. Building what we want to say. How we're going to. T- oh man, oh this is good. I'm, I'm, i got to keep this right there. Instead of listening. God says the fast I want is going to cost you. Here's the thing guys. It's easy to post something on social media about what you agree or disagree with. But it's harder to message that person and say, hey, can we sit down and have coffee? Because I want to better understand what's going on in your world. I want to hear your heart. I don't want to judge you just by one or two sentences I've seen here. I want to understand where you're coming from. It's easy to point something, uh, post something, or talk about the poor, the homeless, and the hungry, But the heart of God is to do something about it. I I firmly, firmly, firmly believe that as followers of Jesus, we are to give ourselves away to those that are hurting, to those that are suffering. I believe that we as followers of Jesus are called to stand up for injustice. We are here for the hungry, the needy, the oppressed. We are here not just to do church, but we are here to be the church. Come on. We're here not just to do it, but be the church. So here's the fast we're going to be doing, not just over the next three days, but over the next week. We're going to be the church. And I hope every person that calls this place home takes personal responsibility and does this. But I want you to find someone. I want you to find a family, an individual, an individual, and I want you to reach out to them. It, I, I'm telling you, but Denise, we've, we've done this a while back and, and need to do it again. But we, we reached out to our local police fire department, took them, took them dinner one time, uh, enough that to last all the shifts, taking them dessert, just say, hey, thank you for your service. We appreciate what you do here. It doesn't take much. doesn't take much. If you know an elderly, know a widow or widower that needs their lawn mowed, to take an hour out of your day to go over and just do that. Come on, give me something that is spiritual. That's about as spiritual as it gets. When you know a single mom or single dad that is struggling and can't afford groceries, and you know it, and you say, you know what? I'm going to do something about it. Kelly, I can't afford to buy all their. Goods. Then what you do, hey, let's. You get with a group of friends. Hey, I know this family. Can we come together and be the church for these people? Kelly, they don't go here. That, that, God didn't say, be the church to those that go to your church. Are you hearing me? Or even if they go to church, He said, be the church. Be the church. I, I, I told the 9 a.m., man. God, God kicked my tail on this uh, yesterday morning, cause we, we we've got someone in their life that Denise, they, they don't attend church here. Uh, they know us through our son Zion, and over the past couple of years, man, we have we we have they they, uh, they reach out to us about needs, and we have been there. We bought food, we bought groceries, we've done things for them and their family, and, and and we don't hear from them unless there's a need. And this week they reached out to us again. And it frustrated me. I'm, can, can I be honest and real? It frustrated me. And I told them, they said, tell them to reach out to a church down where they live. See if they can help them out. And I'm telling you, I got a butt whipping as I began to lean into this from God. God says, oh no, you're not just to be my hands and feet when it's convenient for you. I've called you to be my hands and feet, period. Whether they're needful this time or if they're needful 20 times, you are to be my hands and my feet. And I looked down, I saw Denise, had already messaged him by in between services. Uh, hey, we're going to be able to help you because God really kicked our... T-. No, he didn't say that. I mean, that's your pastor... So I'm telling you, we've got to be intentional about being the church. You you know someone. Everybody in here knows someone. Uh, I'm telling you, what would it take for you to to go to someone's house and say, Hey, I know you're having a hard time uh, and aren't able to. can, Can we just come in and clean up for you? Wash your dishes, do a thorough cleaning, do a a late spring cleaning in your house. Can we mow your yard? Can we weed eat for you? Can we wash your car? And You know what? I know your car is 10,000 miles over the limit of when you need to oil change, and you've not done it, but can, can we do that for you? That is what we are here for, church. Not just to meet on Sundays and an occasional Wednesday, but Monday through Saturday. Sunday, we get our marching orders. Monday through Saturday, we enter the world and fight. Yes. I'm telling you, everybody knows a mom that could really help, need some help with diapers. Mom. Everybody knows a mom that could use a night off for a day out, two or three hours, where you say, hey, we're friends. Let me watch you, baby for a couple of hours. You just go take a break. You don't know the ministry you're doing for that mom. I'm telling you guys, we have overcomplicated over what ministry really is. Jesus said, hey, Set the oppressed free. Hey, feed the hungry. Clothe those that need clothing. Be an ear to someone that just wants to talk. Don't just say you'll do it. Go do it. And I asked you at the first of this, how many wanted to live a life that mattered? How many wanted to walk in, in? Well, God says this in Isaiah. If you do this kind of fast that pleases my heart, Look what he says will happen, verse 8. Then your light will break forth like the dawn. Come on. This world is so dark right now, it needs us to be light. It needs us to be light. If you'll do these things and begin to live out what real fasting is, then your light will break forth like the dawn and your healing will quickly appear. Then your righteousness will go before you and the glory of the Lord will be your rear guard. In other words, he said, I've got you covered, coming and going. Either way, If you'll, I've got you. Then he says this, then you will call. And guess what? The Lord will answer. You'll cry for help, and he will say, here am I. If you do away with the yoke of, of oppression with the pointing finger. Dang, God. I like pointing my finger and malicious talk. And then verse 10, here's what it's going to cost you. You ready? And if you spend yourselves on behalf of the hungry, yourselves, what's it going to cost you? You. You. Valuing someone as a person over your opinion. Valuing someone as a person over whether they believe like you believe. I tell you, we one of the things this better not ever change about what's part church, because it's one of the things I've always loved. There are people in this church don't look alike, have different political opinions, have different beliefs, have different skin color come from different backgrounds, how boring would it be if everybody looked like Bob? (laughs) We can only take one Bob. Isn't that right, Jackie? (laughs) Are you hearing what I'm saying? We are comprised of different people from different backgrounds and different places. That is what and who we are. That's who we are. And if I can't sit down and have a conversation with you just because we disagree on something, somebody needs to grow up. Man, maybe we shouldn't have Facebook Live this one. If you spend yourselves in behalf of the hungry, satisfy the needs of the press, then your light will shine in the darkness. And your night will become like the new, noonday. And get this, verse 11. The Lord will guide you always. Can I get Bob and the team to come on up? The Lord will guide you always. He will satisfy your needs in a sun scorched land and will strengthen your frame. Anybody else in here need their frame strengthened? Anybody in here else in here feel beaten down with everything that's going on and you're tired. You're tired of turning on the TV and all you come on, anybody else? I, I, I'm just gonna be very honest with you. This week yeah, Friday, I keep losing track of days. Friday, Denise and I were in, in Knoxville, It's uh, supposed to be a, a date day, uh, which there's no good date days when you're going to pick out stuff for remodeling your home. Um I found she said, Kelly, don't you want to go in with me? And look, I said, I don't really see a point. We're going to get what you like. <laughs> she said, I want your opinion. No, you don't. <laughs> no, you don't. It saves us a lot of trouble. I don't have to say, yeah, I like that one. And then you go with the other one. Saves, saves us a lot of hassle. But we're there and we're, we're dealing with things that are going on and things that are going on and things like, I don't know about you, but it seems like one after another. And I look at the next we're driving and I say, I don't know if I've got anything else to give. I'm give out. I'm drained. I'm tired. Anybody else there? I might feel drained, tired. I'm just telling you guys, the Lord will strengthen your frame. He'll strengthen your frame. You'll be like a well-watered garden and like a spring whose water never fails. And then he ends this, which is what I won't say about me as an individual and this as a church. Your people will rebuild the ancient ruins and raise up the old age foundations. Here's what. You will be called... Repairer of broken walls and restorer of streets with dwellings. I don't know about you. I want that to be said about me as an individual and us as a church. They repaired broken walls. They repaired broken relationships. They repaired racial divides. They repaired it. They restored it. They looked for ways to bring people together instead of tear them apart. They restored it. That's what I want said about us. Guys, we are the church. We have called to be the church. So let's quit talking it and let's begin to do it. Stand with me across this room. Where's my team at that I called for 10 minutes ago? <laughs> I believe, guys, the church In general, but I'm talking to Watts Bar Church because this is where I pastor. We are at a pivotal state. We will be remembered by how we responded through this crisis. Well, and I know that I've lived long enough to know this. You're going to get criticized if you do something. You're going to get criticized if you don't do anything. And, and so I'm just one of those that's willing to at least step up to the plate and start swinging and hope I hit something. Well, Kelly, that's not smart. Well, I, then I'd say to you what my dad used to say to people. I like the way they're doing it better than the way you're not doing it. Because I'm tired of us just talking. I, well, man, I, I, I expect to hear a, about miracles. I expect to hear about how God intervened and spoke to you because if we will stop and listen, God will speak to you. You may be at a drive-in or drive through and God said, hey, 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 the car behind you, pick up the tab. And I know we, come on, we're going to bless somebody. We at least want to get credit for it. God's going to say, no. All I want them to know is God's looking out for them. Will you be my hands? Come on. Everybody in here, I'm convinced God's already been speaking to some of you and telling you how you can reach out, how you can do different things. But the thing, and let me be the first. It doesn't fall upon Denise and myself. We're going to do our part. But I expect everyone, and if this makes you uncomfortable, good. Because as a pastor, I want to make you uncomfortable. I want to challenge you. I, I, I want you to leave here wondering, good Lord. But thank you, God, for getting me out of my comfort zone. I expect everybody that cause lots Bar church to step out and do something as the church this week. I expect it. I expect it. Casey will be uh, bringing the word next Sunday. Um, July 5th. He's been sharing with me what God has given him. He's going to talk about the big picture, how it looks at freedom. So I, I'm looking forward to hearing great stories about what has occurred on this week. I'm not going to, we're not going to do the the um, religious thing and ask you to bow your heads, close your eyes. That's easy. How many would say, Pastor, I'm with you. I'm with you. I'll I, I just, you know, I read, uh, read a recent study this week, a uh, survey of pastors. Only 18% of pastors feel qualified or adequate to lead during this time. I'm part of the 82%. And if I I was not surrounded by great leaders and great people that prayed for us daily, I I don't know where I'm going to be. So I'm asking you to come alongside your pastors to meet at night. And the rest of our staff, the rest of our pastors, let's go be the church. Before we close out today, um, we'll do that here in a minute. But before we close out, I do want us to pray over Jerry, uh, over a prayer call for Jerry Levin. Good. Uh, um, he was my 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 English teacher when I was in high school. Um, has been a school superintendent there. Uh, over, over in Ray County. And uh, he's got a terrible report about cancer in his body. And we're going to believe God for healing. But what I want to ask, you say, Pastor, I'm going to give God permission. I you he give it Yeah, you got to be willing to allow him to interrupt your life. you got to be willing to allow him to, inter- you know, just get, get up in your business when, when you thought you were going to Walmart just to buy some milk and know God was sitting you there on assignment to pray with someone? We prayed with me, me and Casey. were at the gym Thursday, Thursday, and, and uh, we and we began to talk with with, with someone there, and, and I just felt God say, hey, pray with her. I said, hey, do you, do you mind if I pray with you? Absolutely not. Me and Casey began to pray. Man, we prayed. I, I said amen. And Casey said, "Hey, do you mind if I pray for your husband?" We prayed, and just trying to be the church didn't take much other than us spending ourselves and what we thought people might think of us in a gym praying for somebody. Usually, my prayers in the gym are, "God, help me get through this." <laughs> and when we finished up, a lady came up and said. I just want to tell y'all, I, I don't, didn't mean to be eavesdropping, but that was remarkable. That was the church in action. took three minutes of our day to be the church. I'm going to say, Kelly, I'm, I'm open. God wants to tell me to pray with somebody. God wants to tell me to buy something for somebody. God wants to tell me to mow you. Know, I, I'm open. I'm open. And, and I, this week, I'm going to start looking for opportunities. If that's you, come on, raise your hand. I'm going to pray for you. I'm going to pray for you. Father, you see every hand in this place. Every hand. God, those that are up, said, God, we're open. Interrupt our lives. Interrupt us, Father. Let us be open. Let us be sensitive to your voice. If you say, say say buy some diapers for this person or if you tell us to go to go pay for this or, or just go lend an ear to someone or reach out and pray, God, we're going to do it because we're not just going to be talkers. We're going to walk this thing out. We're going to combine being and doing and when we leave here, We're going to go be the church. If we sit down in a restaurant, we're going to be the church to that waiter or that waitress. We're going to be the church as we drive down the road. We're going to be the church. God, the world is tired of us us talking and doing nothing. God, I pray our actions would line up with your heart for people. God, you have never... We have never locked eyes with someone that does not matter to you. And let us remember that. You see them and enable us to see them as you see them, God. Regardless of skin color, regardless of of where they are in their social standing, regardless of their political beliefs, regardless of, of their opinion on this, let us see people the way you see them. And love them right there. Bob, can we sing just that? Sing the the verse.